Did you know that you are wonderfully weird? You've been created to be as unique and one-of-a-kind as your fingerprint, fearfully and wonderfully made, created in the image of God. My name is John Waters, and over the next few minutes, Drake Hunter, senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, and author of the book Wonderfully Weird, now available through Westbow Press, will help you learn more about your own wonderful weirdness. Now, Wonderfully Weird Living. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living, the podcast featuring author, pastor, speaker, all-around good guy, Drake Hunter. Hello. Hello, hello. Always a pleasure to be here, especially today. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, uh, originally, we do these normally on Tuesday. That's right. As we record this one, it's actually Wednesday morning. Uh, you've had some family things come up that you've had to deal with and all that. And, and at first, it looked like you weren't even going to be here this week for this but then you called me a few hours ago and said i'm on my way back from denver hang on i'll be there <laughs> i'll be in studio <laughs> flip so, flops and everything <laughs> so take a breath and yes, really <laughs> thank you <laughs> anyway it's always a pleasure to be here with you and and want to start today just by uh giving our our thoughts and our prayers to all those who are um being so devastated by riots and looting and and all the things that are going on with that it's as we can say at any point in time in the history of the world it's a crazy world out there um, and a lot of choices being made that uh, are affecting others in very negative and adverse ways and and it's very sad to see that um, which is kind of leading into what we want to talk about today That's but right. but I know that so many have been devastated by it not only personally devastated by it but by uh, watching the reports of it and all that kind of thing. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. Yes, and I was in Denver yesterday in the midst of this chaos. And, of course, I'm driving uh, around and trying to avoid some of those things just because I had other responsibilities. But it's, it's quite interesting, you know, how angry people are right now uh, and really uh, actually turning to a very toxic way to handle some of the things uh, where, you know, it's it's defeating the point. And, and I want to share that with a Christian out there because uh, it's actually going against the plan of God with how we're deciding how to handle some of these issues that are, are being handled. And we need to deal with these issues we need to you know lean into these problems but at the same time we do it as jesus did it not peter and right. of course when peter decide to uh be defensive and and be angry and 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 in the garden if we recall peter sliced off the you know a guard's ear and uh and it was it, and what did jesus say get behind me satan and i know that's difficult to hear but it's reality it's our reality in the sense of who we are, are to be in the sense of that expression uh, of god and we are to be the face the hands and faces uh, the <laughs> faces <laughs> hands and feet feet uh -huh. thank you of jesus and uh, we do that in a way uh, that is going to be offensive uh, in a way that's going to love your enemies and really resolve the problem that's going to add value to life rather than take away. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's a perfect lead in to uh, our topic today, piggybacking off of your message this last Sunday at Elevating Life Church. Uh, title of the message was Snap Out of It, but the uh, the theme of it was uh, from, um, let me go to Paul right away at Philippians 4.4, 4, right. rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. That's right. And, and so I'm kind of tentatively titling today's podcast, The Choice to Rejoice. Yes. Isn't it interesting? You said this last week john you know again putting these these messages the this kind of the syllabus if you will for the year for the messages together back in november uh ending up sunday because all of this was starting to brew on saturday and in this last week and you know uh what a perfect message in the sense of first and foremost there's a lot of people who are worrying out there but at the same time i falling into the very toxic way we need to snap out of it christian and get back into that uh, uh back on track with the plan of god and and truly uh being at it value or there's a benefit there where we're increasing life rather than decreasing again as i, sh- I shared already but yes it's isn't it interesting it's perfect timing right and here we are and uh, just that's how god works he knows and here we are and we need to speak about uh, rejoice this command of rejoice that we read in the gospels the fourth command of jesus but then we 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 read and and we see if you will with our eyes in the word of god uh paul being obedient to this command not only once but twice mm-hmm. you know and so yes it's so important we understand what this command is and actually where it sits actually in 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 this systematic uh uh way that the commands are laid out where it is it's the fourth command Mm-hmm. And isn't it sad, John, that, okay, we have the first command, repent. We both understand what that is. Most people know what that is. Uh, and then we have be born again, that be committed, be engaged. And then we get the model of Jesus in place, follow me. And the fourth command is rejoice. And out of the f- nearly 50 commands, and how many Christians aren't even to that point yet right. in their walk? And it's disappointing, but at the same time, it gives you and I job security. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it tells and, us we still have a lot of work to do. Yes, and and it's just not, salvation is just not fire insurance where we repent and then we kind of do what we want, right? Uh, I share that often. It's not, that's not what it's about. We have to do it in the way God put it uh, in place from the beginning. And then, of course, again, we see the model, Jesus doing that from uh, command one all the way through the uh, make disciples. Uh, and and we have to do it that way. And we've got to start leaning into it. we got to get focused. And we've got to understand it's God's direction, not ours. Absolutely right. Well, uh, it was very interesting. Uh, the I love a phrase that you uh, used on Sunday, and that is "restir the joy." And yes. we're gonna we're gonna talk about that coming up in a minute. But uh, the core verse that you used on Sunday, and I kind of want to uh, go back to that, uh, is Matthew six thirty four, um, where it says, "Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day." is its own trouble. And I'd like to read that from the message version, if I could. Same verse, just a different wording uh, that I think helps really clear that up. And here's what that says. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may 
or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Well, I love the message yeah. because, you know, you think about it in the sense of good information. Of course, this is scripture. It has the three components that we're looking for, right? It, it's relevant for our day and age. It is truthful and it's clear. Mm-hmm. And NIV too, but we lean into those paraphrase uh, interpretations, if you are, the, the, the translations. They're clear, they're simpler, I will, I will say, in the sense of interpretation. And you have those three elements that it speaks for itself. Sure. And, and you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that translation up because, uh, of course, I use the NIV just as that neutral point in preaching and delivering in our church. But, yes, that, I would say, turn to that translation and, and memorize that for your everyday, let's say, uh, if you're memorizing Scripture, uh, because it's so relevant for, for where we're at today and for everyone's uh, life. Well, let me uh, let me add a paraphrase to the paraphrase here, okay. and then we'll jump off into sure. that. So he's saying, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Let me reword that slightly. Make the choice to give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Isn't it interesting, John? On Sunday, I actually uh, shared a cause of sin, and a lot of people get wrapped up in a behavior or perhaps the consequences of sin but that word right there that jesus or in that translation attention the sin when it comes to our worry and and everything that's troubling us is in attention to god's word or we can say his command and it's that is the cause Mm-hmm. Not substances or perhaps some type of behavior that's happening. Again, that could be the consequences, but the cause. So rather than, my point here is rather than being very judgmental or uh, perhaps just loose lips, right? Sinks ship kind of attitude. What you need to understand is we're all sinners. We get that. And the greatest sin, That's there's there's only three aspects to the cause of sin, and that's one in attention to god's plan his way and if we're not in the midst of that now i, I you know, this is all done done in vain i guess <laughs> well let's go right back to the garden adam yeah. and eve yeah. what caused the fall in the garden in attention to God's ways, yeah, that's right. Eve and Adam turned their attention to what yeah. the serpent was saying it, rather than to what God had said. And for those that are wondering what those other two are, you know, it's ignorance and error, but we're going to focus on that inattention, not paying attention to God's command is, I'm going to say, the one of the greatest causes of sin. Well, one of the three. And so, yeah, very interesting where we sit with everything going on in the world. So let's talk about rejoicing and and let's set it up by uh reminding folks and and i'll i'll just say this we talked at length about this in a podcast about three months ago so if you go back in the archives uh, it's actually called um happiness versus joy i believe is the name of it okay but remember uh, i think that it's something close to that anyway yeah i've slept since then but let's define rejoicing versus happiness being joyful versus being happy because people confuse those two quite frequently okay so what we what i did in the message is rather than 
piece together another message in the sense of the what and all of the details perhaps of how Matthew is unfolded I jumped right to the how to mm-hmm. and in 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 not in Jesus's uh, let's say commands in the gospel but in parallel to another human being that sits like you and I who are broken, who's being obedient. Of course, it's the Apostle Paul. In a very familiar verse, Philippians 4.4, where he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And he made his point again, and he said, again, I say rejoice. Mm -hmm. And what exactly does that mean? Of course, I uncovered that on Sunday, but let's go a little deeper today with the podcast to truly understand what rejoice is and and we've already talked about this and maybe this is where you're going is rejoice simply means to rejoy or restir your joy boy and if we can figure that out john if we can get this command into our soul we can say in our working memory into our heart then it becomes part of us our soul 80 percent of our worrying and issues will subside mm-hmm. uh and and there's other commands that you can lean into with uh, Philippians chapter 4 but with this one particular command uh, most of your worrying will vanish because Paul's just being obedient again to the word of God and you see four commands sitting there but this one of course is the fourth directive of Jesus or that request or we can say command known as rejoice and that sits only after you put the model Jesus said follow me he's the template he's the Lord he's the Savior when you put that in place you're going to truly experience this command and then you have to do your part which is restir the joy daily it's not a one-time command. And we think oftentimes that we do it once, we're done, we're good. That's not how these commands work. Every one of these commands have to be restirred every day so that we can truly experience the benefit. And of course, the benefit or the value, we can say character trait, is joyfulness. Versus, now you need something to compare to so that you can measure with a sober mind what's the opposite self-pity mm-hmm. oh boy we can park it there and you've heard on you've heard me on other podcasts <laughs> how passionate i am about that is we got to stop our self-pity ways our grumbling our gossip our slander everything that paul talks about uh not only in philippians and but the in worry and the worry mm-hmm. uh and and stop worrying about what if tomorrow mm-hmm. i always say john what if worms have had machine uh, machine guns right, right. <laughs> you right. know sometimes we need to sit down uh in a very uh f- formal setting sometimes and and we do we do need to problem solve but boy i think most people just live there all the time with the uh the theory the fantasy the you know all the worrying that that goes that it's just a waste of time well and, and let's go back to the garden again with adam and eve You know, in the garden, they had no worries. They had perfect (laughs) relationship, fellowship with God. And no worries whatsoever until going back to where the focus was. They took their focus off of God and his ways, put it on the serpent and fed into that and ate the fruit, uh, which then opened their eyes to good and evil. Well, then all of a sudden they were worried about the fact that they were naked. They were worried about the fact that God was now coming in the garden, so they hid themselves. And they went immediately from joy to worry. Yes. And guilt and shame 
worry, all of that. And isn't that the reason we become a Christian? We step into the world of God from self-centeredness to God-centeredness because we want to step back exactly where Adam and Eve were before the fall in the sense of the here and now. And if we make the choice to do it God's way, His plan, and we do exactly how He shares in Scripture, uh, be it through Jesus and, and or the, the disciples or apostles, uh, and we are obedient to that, you're going to experience that result. The promised land, uh, fulfillment, the benefit of truly living in God's kingdom now and for all eternity. So many people are chasing tomorrow mm-hmm. in the sense of that promised land. It exists right now. And if going back to Matthew uh, 6, 34, that's exactly Jesus's point. Quit chasing. Quit looking out on the horizon, thinking fulfillment or even heaven exists out there. It exists now with God because God is. And God is love. He, he just is. And had a little bit of a conversation before uh, we went on air here. Is I, I'm, I'm kind of baffled why people don't understand the word quotes here around is. God is. Mm-hmm. But we tend to live in the past or in the future. And we fail to live in the present with God the Son, God the Father, of course, and the Holy Spirit. It's actually the, the Holy Spirit's ministry with his energy, along with uh, knowledge and, and intellect come together. And that is now, and we're moving forward, rather than chasing our tales and experience, to the promised land. And we do that one pebble at a time, as Proverbs 6, 6 shares with us, uh, implies. And we've got to move forward. That's, that's actually the ministry of the Holy Spirit, moving forward with that spirit, with that knowledge of God, and, and with the knowledge of other people that are in the kingdom with each other, togetherness. Making that choice, as you said earlier, yes. to restir that every single day. Yeah. Yeah, rather than restirring the anger and everything else that's happening, and and so yeah, so restirring the joy uh, is you know is key, and you have to do that every morning. I did ask the uh, audience on the platform the other day, how many of you looked in the mirror today, and you, you know, and said, "I am commanded by God to rejoice." And did you uh, did you put it in place and then practice it? Mm-hmm. Right, uh, we're all uh, what's the what's that term? Uh, practitioners of life. We're researchers. We're also interpreters. But don't miss that we have to practice this. Right. And so many Christians are doing research, and I I appreciate it. Get into the Bible and do all that. And I appreciate the interpretation if it's done Correct. with the right knowledge, the right intellect, and all of that. But in our day and age, people are missing missing that that practitioner aspect of all of this and we're not practicing it and we're not living in the present moment and we're missing God in the kingdom. Think of it like a doctor. A doctor can uh, study yeah. and learn everything there is to know about medicine, but if he's not yeah. actually practicing with right. patients, what good is he? 
<laughs> yes, and and so I have no idea why that came to mind, but it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect. So the first question, really, that we need to ask ourselves then is, what am I doing on a daily basis to restir that joy in my life? And I can let me kind of go on the other side of that. One of the things that we probably need to stop doing is focusing so much on what's going on in the news and what's going on on social media and uh, what are my friends yes. saying about the things that are going on and, and yes. all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm so glad, John, you mentioned that this morning because, you know, isn't it? Here's the reality. I want to, can I share a story? Sure. You remember Milt Tremolin. your podcast. <laughs> you, you remember Milt Tremolin, dear right. uh, a uh, friend of ours who who went on uh, now in the kingdom of God face to face with Jesus, but you know he had a challenge, and he would not, he would not mind me sharing this at all. But he would uh, he was an older gentleman, and what happened was he was uh, in his home oftentimes with the TV on all the time, mm-hmm. and so basically a hundred percent of his time was saturated with news and he would just go from news channel to news channel and his environment was filled with all of this negativity and the toxic things going on around the world and I I approached him one day I said you know Mel one of the things uh, I think I think I can help you here because um, everything you're receiving really in the sense of the negative and the toxicity of all of that is only about seven to ten percent of the world but please understand when you bring that seven or 10% of the world into 100% of your life, it becomes 100% of your experience or your reality. And then what happens is with that environment, we get engulfed with the, the toxic, can I say, uh, spiritual oxygen and all of that. And before we know it, we think the sky has fallen. This is God's world. Yes, there's a system in place uh, that does belong to to Satan, but that is uh, been magnified. And as you preached a couple of weeks ago out of John 10, 10, he's the thief. He's going to steal all, he's going to steal 90% and then just keep you in that 10%. And boy, is life miserable in that negative 10% of the world. And then you believe that's the way the entire world is. For God so loved the world, folks. And, And we need to hear that and not lose that reality because then what we're doing is we're being pulled into a, a very, uh, you know, let's say bad situation, uh, negative. Mm-hmm. It's it, and then it becomes. Then we lose our belief. We lose hope. We lose faith. And perception becomes reality. And we lose love. And we're no longer living in the abundance of Jesus or in the power of of how, what He put in place and doing what we need to do because the devil's got you mm-hmm. because of a few. Or, or let me say it this way, because of a small percentage of that negativity is 100%. Uh, Plato, we can go there. He calls it the cave, right? Plato's cave, same mm-hmm. same situation. Right. But we don't rely on uh, you know, philosophy. We rely on 100% the Word of God. But it, it's the same, same concept, if you will. Yeah, so I would highly encourage folks, uh, turn off the TV. Yes. 
turn off social media, get off of it for a while and let your mind clear, let that toxicity work itself out and get out of your system and uh, replace it instead with rejoicing. Replace it with the, yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Detox so that you can replace it with rejoicing and and because let's go to the words faith and fear and I talk about this all the time as you do that faith and fear cannot coexist so if you're fearful get rid of that become faithful yes and as I shared last week uh, on Saturday I I sent a (laughs) talking about social media I sent out a blast saying you know what get off of Facebook notice John I don't know if you noticed this I did not say we're gonna be live we were but I did not indicate that because I want people to come and be part of the true reality rather than just half of it uh, on the other side and of course we're gonna use that as a good tool but I you know I'm with you John let's let's turn it off and then let's get to uh, you know elevating life church or get to a church where you can truly live uh, together with people in a way that God intended us to live and uh, you know we had 1500 people online and most of them in Morgan County uh, and you know we had about 50 that's 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 all right but let's turn that around right <laughs> right because we got to get out and we've got to be again the hands and feet of Jesus and truly be practicing uh, what we preach and let's really be the uh, you know the model of Jesus and then be that expression or that image of God to a world that desperately needs it well and that's that leads into our second question today perfectly and that is when you're connecting with a crowd or a gathering of people <laughs> what's one habit you can develop to become a better rejoicer and the first thing that comes to my mind there is stop um, slandering stop gossiping stop reiterating yeah. what's going on in the news and the way you do that is find somebody that's not doing it and connect with them right <laughs> because you know when you're going to become we're you're going to become whatever that energy is with that person and as i shared on sunday i find that person that's a rejoicer because uh isn't that that's the command whatever we focus on will magnify colossians chapter three there and and we we lean into that wherever we're at and then we make a decision going uh, i love you i can spend two minutes with you if they decide not to obey the command but not three right because i am here to obey uh, the master, if you will, my friend Jesus, and I'm going to be the best I can be and bring other people with me rather than go down the wrong side, if you will. Right, right. You know, they, the old saying is that misery loves company. Yes. Uh, but I tell you what, joy loves company even more. Cause that, I, that's, that's right. Isn't it, isn't it much more fun and easy to be around people who are happy? Yeah, and that you draw them in uh, and absolutely and and being intentional going back there's a command that just came to my mind i I paused there but the command of seek god's kingdom Mm -hmm. and 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 that's just taking the initiative rather than being lazy or not paying attention to it and and really leaning into that in in who you are first and foremost then you're going to be that person that people come to in the crowd because you are a rejoicer and you just expand that and we become fruitful and we multiply and then we are truly then living in the plan of god where we're truly becoming better now and for always let's put it this way you become that person that is shining the light Yes. letting your light shine and others are drawn to the light <laughs> they may not know why 
but they're drawn to the light. And isn't that what we're supposed to do is draw people in? Yeah, and you know what, John? It doesn't take that much light. I mean, as as dark as things are right now, uh, you just need to be a little pin light. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all we really are, aren't we? But at the same time, let's not make this so complicated. Just be a little light because that little light could save many in the sense of uh, them going down the wrong path. You can't save anybody. Only Jesus can do that. But in the sense of drawing them in right. and, and making sure that the light is added to and that we can really grow together and we have each other's back. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, uh, unfortunately, there's too My many goodness. people in our world who are just grumpy. And you talked about that on Sunday morning about, uh, are you grumpy? And you asked a very uh, challenging question with that about, uh, and I'll let you, but about, you know, ask your kids. Yes. Yes. It was interesting because uh, last week when I was putting this together and, and just some of my own experience, who, you know, who could I ask? If somebody's grumpy or not, well, you ask my kids, you ask my grandkids, you ask any kid, they're brutally honest, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're the ones that are going to tell the truth or tell us what that reality is. Uh, you know, what is that for you? Are you a grump? Because being a grump, as I shared on Sunday, is a sin. And it's crazy how many grumpy Christians there are uh, in this world. And they try to justify excuse me rationalize it i don't like justifications for salvation but rationalize it uh, and then blame god well if god wanted me to be happy he would have made me happy don't forget you have your side of the relationship you're responsible for he gave you the command you follow it you obey it and then you put it in place and grumpiness is not one of the fruits of the spirit you can call it some people are like i'm stoical quit finding words to fit your your prejudice and your biases and 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 get out of your closed-minded ways open up and follow the commands of god and be a a light to those children where you're not a grump to mom or whoever Uh, it's not a win-win situation it's a christ situation even in the worst uh situation circumstances or whatever you're still a rejoicer because you're a christian and you're following Jesus, and you're following that next command known as rejoice. If you want to know how important rejoice is to God, uh, pull up and count how many times that word is used in the Bible. Oh, the yes. 66 books of the Bible. It's hundreds. Yeah. Uh, right. Not once does the word grump come up in there. That's right. So there must be something about rejoicing. Yes. And even thinking, <laughs> if anybody sat down and just just gives a little bit of thought of maybe all the problems or challenges that have come your way relationship wise financial uh whatever that is i'll be preaching a message on sunday go we need a bigger boat but uh that comes from the movie jaws and and jaws is a great metaphor that shark for big problems Mm -hmm. when we can all use that as an excuse but we have the spirit of resolve and rather than falling into all of our problems and being grumpy if you just put your purpose in place figure that out but it, because it is clear if you're connecting with the right people reading the right books like wonderfully weird and interkinetics and you know please understand me there's a lot of books out there that get you there uh then get you to your purpose you're going to be 
a rejoicer. And and kind of where where you started with this, not only are you going to be a rejoice rejoicer, you're going to you're going to truly experience that joy. That joy is going to be expressed, and that expression is your service to others. You know, we are to be servants, but that is known as happiness. You actually cause happiness for others. And if you're not doing that, you're missing the mark of your ministry, whatever that ministry is, because we get lost in the misunderstanding of what ministry is. And that is our ministry to really make sure we're restoring our joy to be that rejoicer. And when people experience you and your experience and vice versa, you're serving them with that happiness. Yeah. Remember that the fruits of the spirit in you are to be experienced by the other yes. people. And when that's in the fruit of the spirit will be produced for other people. But what's one of the fruits of the spirit? Joy. Mm-hmm. Being a rejoicer. And uh, we can see here with all nine fruits of the spirit that gets into our soul. And then people get to be served with that fruit, just like practical fruit. And they get to enjoy the sweet, beautiful, non-grumpy fruit that you have to offer. And that is a true happy experience when you think about it properly. Let me play uh, devil's advocate here for just a moment. But Drake, you don't understand. There's just certain people who just tick me off all the time. And so that leads into our third uh, question for today. To avoid being a grump and or a critic, what's something you can do to re-stir the joy when someone ticks you off? And as I shared on Sunday, this is is a, a challenge for everyone because when you get ticked off, let's just be brutally honest here, this command's not the first thing that comes to mind. No, it's not. <laughs> That's why we have to get it into uh, our our working memory, uh, really understand what it is and all that. But at the same time, as we're we're getting that into our working memory, it, it's actually just a you do that for just a couple of months. It gets into your heart, uh, which then uh, when when you are ticked off, then that becomes a trigger. Actually, we use triggers or a switch in a positive way because mm-hmm. then when you get that into your heart and you are ticked off. It will come to you, but you got to do your part, mm-hmm. and it does. Uh, it does take a little bit of time, and there is a lot of meaning behind forty days. Another discussion when it comes to those habits and getting it into our heart, so we can get it into our soul, so then we can really produce mature fruit in who we are, in, in the expectations that that are in place when we call ourselves a Christian. That way the uh, question changes then when somebody ticks you off. It's not, how can I get back at them? It's, how can I help them to experience joy and happiness? Yes, and understand them. Because Mm -hmm. obviously uh, you're being ticked off because there's a trigger or something. But at the same time, we should get into that discipline going, ugh. Let me understand the situation, going back to what we talked about a couple of weeks, actively listening rather than being triggered and then really pay attention so that we can create trust, build it, and then maintain it with that other person, uh, even if it is for a couple of minutes. There is so much more we could get into with this, and we're already over time for today. Hard to believe, but um, it's always funny when we get into these discussions, I look up at the clock and realize that we're already out of time, and it seems like we just started. So, Uh, But I do appreciate very much uh, the insight that you brought in today, Drake, and hopefully folks 
understand that it is a choice to rejoice. Yes. And as we make that choice over and over, it becomes easier and easier and becomes, as you just said, actually a part of us so that it becomes natural then to express joy rather than grumpiness. Yes. Let, let's uh, let our second nature be Jesus. Yeah, and our sound? first nature. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want to thank my guest, uh, as always, Drake Hunter, author, pastor, speaker, uh, wonderfully weird author. Uh, and I mean that not only the book, but also you personally, wonderfully yes. weird. Thank so. you. Anyway, we'll be back with you again next week. Join us then on Wonderfully Weird Living. Thank you for joining us this week on Wonderfully Weird Living. Get your own copy of Drake's book, Wonderfully Weird, by logging on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com. Also, let us know if you have any questions or comments via our email address, wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. For author and pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters. We'll see you next time.